Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. So what are we talking about this week, darling? This week, we are keeping up to date with Doctor 13 and her series. So we are talking about Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Yes. And then in our Into the TARDIS library, we're going to be doing just some catching up with things we didn't actually ever finish, but we did now. So we're going to be talking about our finishing up of two Doctor Who adjacent series, Blackpool and Dracula. Indeed. So let's go to new Doctor Who first. Yep. So what do you want to tell us about Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, which seems like an awfully long title again. Yeah, and a lot of letters. Right. Yeah. It was... It premiered on the 19th of January, 2020, and the summary reads as follows. New York City, the turn of the 20th century. For Nikola Tesla, his grand ideas for revolutionizing electricity and communication are proving to be a hard sell to the public. His business rival, Thomas Edison, may not want him to succeed, but surely even he cannot be behind the sudden appearance of hostile alien scavengers. The 13th Doctor and her friends are about to find out. Now, this is a historical, or, well, I guess there's there's a phrasing. There's always, like, there's this pseudo-historicals? Anyway, but anyway, it takes place in the past with a recognizable character. But anyway, and the... Actor, I don't know how to say his name, do you know? I don't either, no. The guy from ER. The guy from ER, (laughs) indeed. Serbian, I believe, is his background? I can't remember. Yeah, that feels right. I'm just talking about New Who, of course, you can go back to Classic Who as well, but where you have sort of the main guest star historical character episode. So, uh, Van Gogh, uh, Dickens, uh, Shakespeare. You know, Mm -hmm. we've done it before, obviously. And so, I mean, if I'm stereotyping, I'm sort of creating this sort of trope uh, stereotype. So this is one of those episodes. Yes. (laughs) What did you think about the main character of Nikola Tesla? Yeah, I like him as an actor. I've seen him in lots of things. Very little of which is coming to me. (laughs) Obviously, he was in ER, and I didn't really watch that. He was in Switched at Birth. Something like that. Has, I mean, has he been in British shows? No, I don't think so. Or not that I know of. Right. So it seemed an uh, interesting casting because he seemed yeah. American choices. I don't know if he's actually American or not. Um, but 
I would assume so at works. this point. Yeah, I would assume that he's American citizen, but hey, whatevs. Mm. And I like him. I really do. I think he's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it, the sort of, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to compare it, uh, but it just comes to mind, Van Gogh. You know, you sort of have the not understood in his time famous character. Well, I say famous. What about this? How much did you know about Tesla? And did the, were you educated by this episode or, or, you know, as far as... I was not particularly. I I am vaguely familiar with Tesla. Um, my father is a Tesla fan. I got him a Tesla book for Christmas. So I am possibly more familiar than other people are. And, of course, he was in, what was it, The Prestige? That's, yes. David Bowie played Tesla. The Prestige with, like, Hugh Jackman, the magician one. David Bowie? That was not David Bowie. I don't believe you. You can Google it while we talk, darling. Well, I'm going to, but my phone's not here. I really want to Google that now. I think you're wrong about that. But, yeah, so there's that. So I know that he was making clones of people um, and hats. They didn't address that as much. They didn't mention that at all. And Hugh Jackman wasn't there at all, which I thought was weird. That we know of. That we know of. That's true. No version of Hugh Jackman. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that. Edison was terrible, and holy cow, now I'm going to have to go watch it again. <laughs> I thought there was an interesting part. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yes. still bothered by this. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Carry on. Interesting part. Uh, yep. With, because I, I thought he did, in as much as he carried the episode, because, you know, it's still the doctor, but as, as much as he carried the episode, I thought he did it well. I did like sort of that mid to last part of the episode where it was him and Yaz, and I was suddenly trying to pitch the spinoff series of Tesla and Yaz traveling throughout time and space. Ah, yeah. Fair enough. I, I could see, you know, they both have stuff to offer. Yeah. And, and you know, as far as Tesla, too, I don't, I mean, I know very little, just, uh, you know, in the past, you know, what, 10 years, the internet, as it does, sort of, um, not counter history, because that's the wrong thing, but, you know, it's been a big movement of, breaking out stereotypes of you know and rediscovering and all that stuff um but the thing of like oh you know edison stole everything and tesla was the smart guy and well and tesla's form if i'm not mistaken and i am not in any sort of way an engineer but if i'm not mistaken the the ac Hmm? which tesla was a proponent of is what we use now right edison's idea didn't work, but he always gets the credit. Tesla was definitely ahead of his time. Yeah. But yes, the the victors write the history. Edison was the victor, and I think in the last several years we have started to explore the true story rather than the one written by the victor. And I thought, I don't know how, how to take about like with Van Gogh, and again, I know I keep going back to it, but in other words, there's this very parallel figure of not recognized in their time and certainly has a tra- well in his his case tragic because he killed himself but tesla w- was maybe you know less tragic but the you know dying in obscurity or penniless or whatever it was you know certainly not not in the perhaps place where he should have been until rediscovery years or even centuries later but the sort of like with van gogh i feel like the way we cured that even though maybe we knew van gogh more than we knew tesla um, so, because it was introduced three-fourths of the episode that, where the doctor was like, oh, yeah, no, he's going to, 
you know, it's bad. Up, we yeah. got, um, but we knew Van Gogh, we know. So, but with Van Gogh, we sort of rehabilitated that with that, of course, that very memorable moment of bringing him to the future and the doctor and Amy and all that. Mm. And so you sort of got that happiness, even though you got the bittersweet at the end. But with this one, I think once they introduced the concept the, or the story or the, or the real, the real story that, you know, Tesla's not going to see this thing at the end. And then at the end of this episode where they're like, yeah, Tesla, keep on at it. And I was like, well, that seems mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Because there is no way to redeem it. And, and you know, it's not fair to compare yeah. uh, the Van Gogh episode because the Van Gogh episode is so much amazing right. all things. <laughs> you, there's nothing you can do. You know, oh, we'll show you this future where Elon Musk names a car after. You know, by the way, I mean, okay, so as, as silly as that whole thing is, especially Elon Musk to me, but that's to me. Yeah. People yeah. May, may, may vary in their opinion. He got a name drop in Star Trek Discovery, and that still rubs me the wrong way. But anyway, it honestly would not have been that bad if they had done that. Where he, they just trip in the TARDIS, and then you're like, why are we in space? And they're like, see that car spinning around? <laughs> that would have been funny to I mean, see the car in space. That would have been funny. Because, I mean, I, I know that's sort of <laughs> a very cheap imitation of Van Gogh of taking him to the future, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like once you introduce the concept that there's not going to be a good ending, you have to do something or else then I'm just leaving depressed that, like, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know why he's so happy. His life's pretty much going to be for naught. Well, you say that. Because, again, I don't know all the history because certainly the, the doctor is correct in that he had all these ideas that we now have, you know, whether it's, I don't know if the Wi-Fi would be the same, but, you know, he did this wireless communication and all these things that would become modern. But I don't know if there's a straight line between, like, Tesla's idea and then, like, now we have it more just he thought of it first or he thought of it. Who knows whether it was first or not. Then we can go back to Da Vinci, right? But anyway, yeah. um, but like he didn't contribute to it. He just didn't have the resources. And then someone else thought of it, you know, 50 years later. Or, you know, it's not like they were like blew off the Tesla diary. And he's like Da Vinci. Da Vinci had a lot of stuff. But I don't know if he necessarily invented any of it. So you, yeah. just, you just go back and go like, oh, well, he had that idea. He it? gets a little credit for yeah. helicopters. Yeah. Well, does he, though? Because I think they worked. But Well, no. But I, I think he still is credited... We still know. That's why we call it the Da Vinci... Opter. <laughs> the Da Vinci Opter. That's totally what I call it. What do you call it? <laughs> and we call it <laughs> the Tesla Wi-Fi. <laughs> Tesla Net. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. All of these things are true. Mm -hmm. We may have different thing, names for things yes. in our house than other people use, but never it's mind. An, it's an American thing. It must be. Yeah, that's right. must be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and also, I think, A, you're right in that, it, carrying on with this comparison, Van Gogh's death is much more common knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, and also his works. And also his works, certainly. It... it felt to me, I mean, obviously you have the monster, but the the primary theme of that episode was mental health. Okay. Yeah, 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 I see what you're saying, yes. You didn't necessarily have that, some sort of underlying Grounding. theme, yeah, to, to ground the episode. It was just, and, and that was, as much as I love the historicals, that was one of my issues with this episode, is that 
I didn't know why. Why did we have to? Why did we have to set it here? Right. Why? Why did you write the story? You would ask whoever wrote the story. Yeah. And um, why? And it, why was it Tesla? Why yeah. did it need to be Tesla? Because I'm not sure it did. Mm-hmm. And again, we I only saw the episode once. So I always feel like when we review, you have to watch this episode like three times. But there was this just it was a small part. But I'm almost like maybe I could build the whole episode on this idea. It's when the crowds are protesting him at the beginning or whatever. And I don't know if they say, like, go back to where he came from or whatever that. And he's like, no, I'm a citizen like you. Yeah. And then, in a very American way, he then says, get off my property. Um, but I thought the idea of that, that he is a citizen, that he isn't, I mean, he was an immigrant, but but he's an American citizen now. But that whole, you know, go back to where he came from, well, I'm, I'm here, I'm one of you now. I mean, there, there is something to explore in that because, and I don't know if this is the reason, but you know, you think Edison versus Tesla. Gee, what's the difference between these two mm. people? You know, is it that you have the the wasp versus the uh, Eastern European, um, or is it you know more than that? Maybe, but but I just think that that would have been interesting about identity, maybe. Yeah. Like if you know, if you're just looking for like a concept to build an episode around, you know, citizenship, identity, being a part of society, because obviously he's contributing just because I was doing my Wikipedia course. That's what this episode's supposed to have you do with Tesla. You know, he did all these things for, because I think he was from Serbia. I don't know if maybe that's why I'm mixing the actor and the character. But anyway, you know, he did a lot of things where he was from and trying to build these things, energy and da, da, da. And then I don't know what led him to to, uh, New York, um, whether it's Edison or whatever. But anyway, but now he's trying to contribute to America and making all these things for America, for the public good. And so... But I don't know. And it would have been an interesting opportunity to tie in Gallifrey mm-hmm. and the doctor's feelings about whatever it is that's happening in this over arc that is happening. Also, I'm thinking, and sorry, this is where I'm going to, you know, starting in the seat here. The doctors, of course, I mean, this is stretching a little far, but I'm going to go with it. The doctor's an immigrant, but... She has almost Earth citizenship and contributing to... Presumably, she's still the president. Right. Well, you know, presidents are men. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and so, I mean, that's just a, something to concept of, you know, mm. or they could talk. You know, I'm also from somewhere, you know. And, yeah. I mean, anyway, it's it's maybe it's just a, a five-second discussion, but I just, that's a seed to plant. Yeah. Yeah, and like I say, it didn't feel like it connected to the arc that was built in the first two episodes. And I know that it doesn't necessarily have to, Mm -hmm. but if they're going to do an arc, you need to touch it a little bit. Yeah, because I think, and not to jump ahead, but I think, you know, after, for me, last episode was a little disappointing not that it was terrible but it was disappointing coming especially coming from spyfall and maybe that's unfair because you know maybe there's a uh formula of like our really good episode is where we're going to start and then maybe not our greatest you know and then but and so this one just felt like a meh episode like wasn't terrible it wasn't like the last one but wasn't like great yeah. memorable didn't blow me away yeah but again i know we're measuring against spyfall at least for this current series but i'm sort of thinking like well When's the next Demons of Punjab or the next Rosa? And I'm like, I don't you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's... But anyway. So I, I was just like, it was a fine episode. And maybe I'll watch it again and like it. But I just thought, regular episode. Which is not bad. A regular episode of Doctor Who's not bad. That's why I watch it. But, yeah. you know, I guess after Spyfall, I'm like, all right, we're going to go on full yes. cylinders. And then we've got Orphan 55. I'm like, okay, all right, you know, speed bump. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. And so, 
But anyway, let's talk about the other guest star, Mm -hmm. whose name I will try to pronounce, um, since I failed with the other one. Thomas (laughs) Edison. No. Anjali Mohindra. Oh, okay. uh, Who played Queen Skithra. Yep. And uh, was a familiar face. Though not really under that makeup, but... Yeah. She's a familiar face to the Doctor Who franchise. Coming from the Sarah Jane. Yes. Adventures. Playing... Ronnie. Ronnie. Yep. So this was a Walsh, Bradley Walsh reunion with uh, her, because he, of course, played the evil clown. Oh, okay, yeah. Her ringleader, ringleader yeah, clown. Yeah, okay. Sarah Jane episode. So though I was reading the notes on the TARDIS.wikia. It said Bradley didn't know who she was, and she thought he was joking. And then at the end, he's like, can I just have a picture of you just in case I, I uh, run into you on the street so I know who you are, or, you know, see a picture. And she's like, oh, he doesn't really know who I am. So. Bless. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, you know, when you just see it. To be fair, she's grown up. A, that's true, yes. That is a fact. As I, I'm fact-checking, yes. She, time she, has moved. Time um, has indeed. But it is one of those things, once you realize who it is, then you can see it a little bit. Because, I mean, at least in the, like cheeks and her her face of how it is yeah she certainly had fun i assume in that role yes mm-hmm. what'd you think of her as the villain uh, yeah the whole i i just wasn't that interested in these villains mm-hmm. these aliens i just meh and the scorpions yeah they're definitely giant scorpions look at there mm-hmm. and okay yeah. It, it just, it... Didn't do much for you. No. Yeah, it was a little... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to hit your nitpick. I mean, I'm just saying. They looked a little CGI. I mean, they are CGI. So, of course, con- you know, congratulations. It looks like what they are. But, I mean, when they're sort of attacking the town, it was like, okay. I, I'm just trying to think of, like, when they were just shooting at them, and I mean, we're allowed to shoot them, right? Because they look like scorpions. But, I don't know. Yeah. We had yeah. The- and, again, I mean, I just... I, I guess Monsters of the Week... I struggle with a little bit. Well, because after, and I don't know. I mean, Doctor Who and monsters are obviously a thing, you know, obviously. But I don't, I'm trying to like, you know, all of Doctor Who now, in my, or at least New Who in my memory. It doesn't seem like, and it was as soon as I say it, everyone's going to yell that I'm wrong. It doesn't seem like they usually go that route. In other words, like the group of monsters. I mean, like outside of your usuals, your Cybermen, your Daleks, of course, of course, of course, of course. But I'm talking about like just new random monsters. It's not usually like a pack of them. I mean, it's usually one or two or three, and then that's about all you get. Because usually, I guess we're not doing CGI, but now that we have CGI, we can make a million of them. Yeah. But, yeah, because, I mean, especially when you had, just had Orphan with the... Uh, with the pack of faceless... And, and that's the thing. I mean, yeah. there was nothing about these guys that, you know, there was no redeeming quality, which I've always said is a thing that I like about the monsters. There mm-hmm. was no miscommunication that maybe you could blame it on, and... And now we've had two of those. Right. And, I'm, and three, if you count the ones from Skyfall. That's right. And then it's like the spiders from last series. Yeah. But, yeah, it, yeah, but the spiders you felt bad for. That's true. I mean, there's still spiders, though, so not that Yeah, bad, I mean, spiders don't bother me. But, you know, the idea th- that they were panicking and yeah. they were in the, they were bigger than they were supposed to be and, and all of those things, you know, I, I by the end of it, you feel bad for the spiders a little bit. Cause... But theoretically, these are the most sentient, the scorpions. Because the drugs were kind of, I don't know, half off yeah. their heads. Spiders are spiders. These are actually, like, 
sentient beings, I guess, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, I mean, kind of a hive, because yeah. the whole thing was kill the queen and yeah. kill the hive. But, but actually, and then I'd have to watch again, I, maybe because I, I don't actually know what happened really in the episode. I mean, I don't really get the yeah. what they're... I, and then, I know they said it, Yelkin, but I just didn't get... What was their... I forgot what their they motivation was. They were scavengers, was. Yeah. and so all of this information, to, all of the things yeah. they had were stolen from other people, and I, they wanted Tesla... I, and to, did they answer to why give them him? Internet, I think. Why him specifically? It just I seems like think to give them internet. No, but like why? That was his idea because internet was oh, his idea. Why not get like Steve Jobs or you know? Because Steve Jobs wasn't born yet. <laughs> well, like, are they stuck in this time? I don't know. Okay, because okay. I, I, I guess if they are, then... I'm trying to help. Maybe <laughs> they wanted one of those cars. They knew if they held him hostage long enough, that's right. Eventually, they'd be able to ransom him for a car. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know. So, but there was a little thing that glowed that they held in their hands. That's true. Yeah, it reminded me of so many other th- or a few other things, and then just figure out it was just a Meh. thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because it started off scary. Because then, all right, so not to go this nitpicky. So the episode is called Night of Terror. I didn't actually get a Night of Terror. No. That was experienced by Nikola Tesla. Or anybody. Was it just like the part where he was in the warehouse or his lab or whatever it was that night? I don't know. And somehow we got on a train. Or when he was taken on that. Because he was taken on the spaceship, right? Yeah. Was that for a night? I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like the whole title's sketchy. I mean, yeah, Nikola I Tesla that. was definitely in it. Nikola Tesla so was half, definitely half in it. So half of it is fine. Yep. Yep. But. We're on board with it. So I... It's one of those things. So Tesla, you're like, oh, Edison probably gets mentioned. Oh, he's cast. Oh, he's like a tertiary character. I was like, oh, that's kind of sad in some ways. I just really wanted Edison to just be like, because once again, Edison's edging his way into Tesla. It's like, hey, hey. And he's not even like a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, it's framed kind of ish, but not real. But then it's sort of. But then he's also like, but I miss Tesla. We could work together again. We all know that's not going to happen. Stop doing that. I mean, he's just a dick. That's not really. Yeah, and so it's not like we're getting the, oh, the real villain here is man. It wasn't even that. Or capitalism. He was just sort of there, and he ended up taken along, and they let him in the box, and I don't know. Because there was this, the, uh, I thought it wasn't a speech, but the thing that Edison was saying where he's like, you know, you know, Tesla's like, I have ideas. And, and Edison's like, yeah, but I make them happen. Um, I don't need to have ideas. And I'm like, I mean, he does have a point. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I get that we're supposed to hate him as like capitalistic, but I'm like, well, would you rather have the dreamer or the doer? I mean, I, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Left Twix or right Twix? Guys. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, Edison was was kind of. I mean, and terrible. I'm trying to. I always to me, he's sort of like the same as Henry Ford, who is also terrible. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sort of converging things. But um, interesting side note because um, I remember reading this a couple weeks or months ago. But who pl- the person who played Thomas Edison is this his second appearance in Doctor Who? He first appeared in the fifth Doctor serial. The Caves ah. of Androzani. We do love a good repeat player. So he has done classic and new. Well, there you go. I'm sure there's, I don't know, there's probably a list. Yeah. Very short list. Relatively Maybe short he's the only list. one, I don't know, for all I know. I don't know, we should do some research. You know, not counting like uh, Tom Baker appearing in the 50th or something. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't count <laughs> the doctors, but yeah. Actors. 
We could do that research. Yeah. But I did like the sort of random but interesting antagonism between Graham and Thomas Edison. Yeah. I was pretty sure Graham was going to punch him at one point. Well, anyway. needs must. <laughs> Somebody ought to. Just seemed very much like uh, Graham's like, oh, you know, I had a boss like you once, you know. So, sorry, they don't have unions here in, in Thomas Edison land. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Well, we've talked mostly about guest stars um, and Yaz and Graham, but I don't know, any other <laughs> high, any doctor moments or anything like that? No. I mean, I didn't feel like it moved anybody's story mm-hmm. along at all. You know, there's no, we don't learn anything new about any of our leading characters. And I think that's a bit of a shame, but. You know, they, I don't know. I mean, I hate to say this because I just feel like I'm sort of like a, you know, one of those fan twitter boy people but anyway because like i just boi yeah i don't know because I mean, i'm not trying to be but I, I, skyfall because i'm just, just trying to think you can repeat yourself but vary it up so for instance you know i think about the doctor's reaction to tesla oh oh tesla you're a genius but isn't that the same reaction she had in spyfall to yeah to ada lovelace and the, Not the a, spy, I yeah. Can't remember, I apologize. But anyway, and so it's just like the Doctor being impressed by historical figures. Which, I mean, I get it. That is Doctor Who. That is Doctor Who. But, I, I don't know. I just like, can we make a little more space between episodes? Because, yeah. in other words, those two women were interesting in how they were used. Maybe they're just interesting full stop. But here, again, again, I think the character and the actor of Tesla is interesting, but nothing necessarily that makes him special. Yeah, and part of the thing with the two women in Skyfall was that the Master was trying to link computer time periods. Right. And so those two women both had connections to, Mm -hmm. you know, so they were part of the pattern. It was woven better into the story as to why they were there. Right, yeah. I got nothing for Tesla. Yeah. Well, any other final thoughts for... uh... The Nikola Tesla and his several hours of excitement. <laughs> no, I also, uh, well, yes, we didn't talk at all about his assistant. Yeah, and it, her hair was freaking me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, I think there's a reason we didn't talk about her. I felt like she was a little superfluous. Yeah, because what is the, look, you don't don't have to make it romantic, but what is the relationship? Because it seemed like... They framed it in a manner. They wanted to make wanted to create at least a parallel between her as Tesla's companion, like she was. You know, he's the doctor, she's the companion. They're the companion to the doctor, and so they're sort of comparing companion stories about like, oh, this is better than regular life, isn't it? But like, you didn't really go into that much, other than like, I don't know. Let's have her have a discussion with Yaz or Graham or Ryan or something yeah. for a second. Meh. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was unfortunate. Felt bad for her. Yeah. And it's the, I think it's the tricky thing with three companions is that when you're having an outside story mm-hmm. like this, you can't have too many characters in the outside story or people get lost. You know, we had a story with the Doctor, Yaz, Ryan, Graham, Tesla, Tesla's assistant, Edison, and all the bad guys. I right. mean, that's... I've lost count already, but seven or eight. If you were Scorpion, you'd have enough to count. If you, if I were a Scorpion, I would have counted better, but only because I would have stolen Archimedes or Pythagoras or whoever invented the abacus. Oh, okay. So yeah, it it just becomes very cluttered when you're trying to follow seven or eight different 
named characters. I'm starting to feel a little more of the critiques of the crowded TARDIS. Because, I mean, I've enjoyed all those characters, but I'm almost like at this point, I could probably lose one. Well, let me be specific. I don't want to lose Yes. Do not want to lose Yes. I could probably use Grant lose Graham or don't kill him don't just just something regular yeah, see, life this is my problem I agree I we could, could lose probably one lose one yeah. but I don't want to lose any of them yeah I want them to have better stories yeah and maybe just what do I know right but just like emphasize you know have a deal like this episode all right so the doctor's obviously gonna be the doctor but out of the three who are we emphasizing the most yeah pick that person and then you have the other two do whatever the next episode, all right, who are we emphasizing, yeah. the, you know, instead of just like... Alternatively, stop bringing other people into the TARDIS. Yeah. Because that's what makes it bloody crowded. You know, the the Orphan 55, you have all of these... Have an adventure, you know, how many adventures just really focus on the Doctor and his companion in previous times? There are loads of them, you know. I'm, the one that immediately springs to mind, and again, there are a billion of them, is the Doctor and Rose when they go back to the Queen's whatever, and she's in that pink poodle skirt, and oh, okay. everybody's faces get <laughs> melted. The Queen, you, you know, there's a lot to choose from there. Yes, so no, I know. Queen Elizabeth II's... It wasn't a coronet. It was the... 25th. Something. something, Yeah, one of the... the Anniversaries. Jubilee things. But, and so there are other characters, but none nearly as big as this was about the Doctor and Rose. Mm -hmm. And I don't see any reason. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I would say... They keep bringing, you know, Skyfall, they bring in the two ladies... Um, the master, and the ma- <laughs> but the master's the bad guy, right. so we can we can give them a little allowance for that. Uh, Orphan fifty five, they bring in a whole host of people. This one, they bring in a whole host of people. Let the four of them have an adventure. Yeah, and and explore those themes that makes them together. Because in other words, a lot of times, and maybe too many of the times, the doctor and his companion, singular would be about their relationship. Like, oh, uh, you know, the doctor, you know, usually it's a man, um, and the companion usually a woman. Oh, I'm going to lose her, or, you know, I'm responsible for her. And, you know, like something about, you know, with losing Rose was always a big, yeah. you know, thing with the 9 and 10, to tell you the truth. You know, yeah. Even though there was different things there. You know, duty of care with 12 and Clara or something. And, and, you know, but we don't want to do that. But, you know, something else about that. So, you know, I agree. I, I think if I... Because I don't want to criticize Chimmel, because everyone's criticizing, and I don't want to be negative. But if I could criticize Chimmel, I would say too many reliance, too much reliance on guest stars. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. All right. Save your guest stars for baddies. Yeah, or for just one or two big episodes. Yeah. Because, like, for instance, you know, not to, like Van Gogh. It was like Van Gogh. Like, there's no other guests. Like, there's no other yeah. people in that. Yeah. Like, if it's about Tesla, make it about Tesla. Except you don't need... for Bill, what's his name? The museum curator. Oh, that's true. And then, but I mean, that was a bit of a. That and you did have an actual monster. Spot. But the monster was such a side story. Like, I don't even care. I mean, I don't yeah, know. absolutely. And those, and those are my favorite episodes when the monsters are the side story. But still, like, I felt like the monsters in this were a little bit of the side story. But then I didn't know what the main story was supposed to be about. So it was difficult to. Because, like, even with Dickens, I mean, yes, there's uh, Eve Miles as Gwyneth and, you know, the. Undertaker, whatever. Undertaker, yeah. Whatever. I mean, but beyond that, that's it, other than yeah. the spirit ghosts. 
you know, anyway, so, yeah, focus, people, focus. Focus, 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 focus. focus. Uh, so. Narrow it down, narrow it down. All right, well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. So we're going to do some housekeeping tidying up for ones we've talked about previously. Yep. And that's Blackpool and Dracula. So yep. let's start with Blackpool first. And this is chock full O Doctor Who alum. There's, of course, David Tennant, uh, David Morrissey, who was in The Next Doctor with David Tennant, David Radley, the first Doctor. The three uh, Davids. That's right. And then Sarah Parrish, who I think is interesting because she played opposite The Tenth Doctor also as well, where in a, just having talked about the episode we talked about, she played the Spider Queen in the Donna episode, um, the wedding, Run, Runaway Bride. Yep. Um, so she played the Spider Queen, very, completely different than the Scorpion Queen. Come, there's no relation. Totally different. But also unrecognizable, so it'd be interesting to watch that again and try to see yeah. her in that role. Because um, she also played that big as well. But anyway. So what did you think of our concluding episodes of Blackpool? This was so bizarre. Yeah. This whole experience was so bizarre. And ultimately, rather anticlimactic. Uh Like, yeah, just the whole, okay, I'll make a deal with you. You can sleep with my wife. (laughs) I think it's because more than that, but yes. As long as you don't prosecute me or my son for murder, Uh even though my son did it. Yes. They all lived happily ever after. I have to admit, because, you know, I introduced this to you, I knew the son did it, because I was Wikipedia or whatever. But, for some reason, maybe I misread it, or maybe I invented it in my mind. I thought he was protecting... I'm sorry, I know she has a name, so but I just how I'm going to identify her. I thought he was saving the prostitute from... Like, it was as a romantic relationship. Yeah. And so when he's, you know, they were kind of making some... But there was, there were hints that it was a romantic thing, except for the fact that he's all not straight. Yes, and so at the, then this kind of was some, you know, gay jokes for lack of a better word. But like between him and his sister during the, I don't know, three or five, there was only six episodes, but three or four or five, you know, when they're at the pool and he's like, oh yeah, I hit him with your fiance with a brick as you do. And she's like, "Oh, you probably fancy him." Or I'm like, "Okay, well, this is you know, that's that's not needed." Um, then like the other like, "Oh, oh, apparently that was a seed being planted, I guess." And I had gotten those seeds, like I knew by the likes... time she said that, I yeah. was like, "Well, yeah, that that's I knew that." Because yeah, he did react in a way that you made it think, but then it's just a, you know, he's just having, and these people have names, but um, he's just having the son is just having these. Late night chats with the prostitute. Again, I know she has a name, but I just don't know what it is. And it's just because that's his only friend. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I got I, I, It left me with a lot of questions. A lot of questions. It, it was one Not of the... the least of yeah. which is, is the son going to get some sort of anger management training? Because he has now killed somebody and then hit somebody else in the head with a brick. And I felt that was the other seed that was planted. Like, yep, he hits people with bricks. He probably did the murder. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> and also, like, don't marry this guy who's the same age as your father. And everybody's like, don't marry this guy who's the same age as your father. And then they're all like, okay, marry this guy who's the same age as your father. And I sort of thought, like, maybe at the wedding when his son, who's older than she is, showed up. And maybe they'd be like, oh, us. And then, no. No, nope, just married the guy who was old enough to be your dad. We cool. 
yeah. Age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's in some ways, the facade that this was a whodunit, I think, and maybe it doesn't matter, was abandoned. In other words, it, well, it was always there. I don't know, maybe it's like, not that I've ever seen Twin Peaks, but I feel it's like Twin Peaks, where it's introduced as a murder, but we don't really care by the end of it. We're just here for the ride. Eh, who cares? We solved it. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Enjoy a song. You know, and it's, so it's like at the end, like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Who did it? Eh, we'll just say the sun. Yeah. Fine. Okay. And also, he'd been blackmailed into giving up his casino but then he got it back at the end it was fine that was sketchy yeah yeah it was fine i turned my accountant in for doing bad books though i was the one who was probably telling him to do bad books yeah there was just a lot of unanswered they're like oh i thought this was seven episodes six oh shoot all right (laughs) yeah yes yeah um and then yeah because david Tennant then blackmails his partner to yeah that's well, not like fake blackmail. So it's not even a real blackmail. It's like, oh, I found these drugs. Those aren't mine, I know. But we're just going to say they are. So shut up. I'm uh, off to continue my affair with that guy's wife. I wonder if this is a case, and I'm sure there's many, where there's, per se, no likable characters. Mm. But is still watchable, question mark? Like, in other words, you still enjoy it, even though there's no one really redeemable because i mean even like oh the sun seems oh no drug dealing brick hitting (laughs) it was fine because even the the wife maybe is the nicest character um but even then she every now and then has some issues too because she's well and not that i don't appreciate the journey she's a little wishy-washy i mean i get it i get it you have your life you meet this person though it's a little flashbang romance but I'll, you know, it's a tv show so but you know so you're gonna leave your life for this guy you just met but then you're like oh i don't want to leave but i do but i don't but I, okay well i mean you know luckily david Tennant is so enamored he he stays with it i would just been like look either do or you don't yeah mm-hmm. i'm off yeah right. so yeah that was episodes four through six we watched and that's premiered in 2004 because that's how people say that year Definitely how they say it. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah. I I do want to dig up the American version that I think only lasted one episode starring someone you mentioned earlier on this podcast, the star of The Prestige. Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman yeah, did that, the American that version. Makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, I imagine he actually sang, though, instead of just being singing over. No, that is the concept of the show, the darling. Okay. Yeah, All so right. we'll have to find the terrible American version. Uh, All right. I'm looking forward to it. Now, there's a sequel to this, I do have to say. Viva Blackpool. Oh, yeah, so we can always drag that up if we want to get whatever. Yeah, right. we may have to at yeah. some point. So the other thing we finished um, from the minds of Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat, a little more current because it just happened this month, uh, was Dracula. And we, watched, and we watched episodes two and three, Blood Vessel and The Dark Compass. And that was premiered two and three January of this year of our Lord 2020. What did you think? Uh, I don't know, either together or separate. What did you think of Dracula? It, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a show. That was a show. <laughs> uh, it it didn't make me as happy as I was hoping it would mm-hmm. because I was really excited about it. Yeah, it went really weird direction. I mean, like, literally in each of the three episodes, I spent so much of my time thinking, just kill him. Just kill him. <laughs> just ca- quit whatever you're doing and just 
killed Stop him. Stop monologuing. Stop <laughs> monologuing. Stop offering him free blood. Kill him. Stop trying to trap him. No, no, no. Kill him. Nope. No. Nope. So I have to say, pondering about it for a second, out of the three, I think the non-killing, if you take that up, maybe I'll like episode one more. But they really milked the non-killing. And there was also a lot of monologuing. Yeah. But episode two is my favorite, I think, when I think about it. On the boat? Yeah. Which, okay. I, which I thought would be the dumbest thing, because it's like, you know, again, I'm operating under what little I remember from reading the... It's not even a novel. It's not even that long. But anyway, the novella. It, you know, because it's just like, the, he goes on the boat, kills everyone, the boat comes in, everyone thinks everyone's dead, the end, then he goes and the adventure begins. But, I mean, they actually made the boat trip very interesting, and it did sort of have that sort of, uh, what do you call it, murder mystery kind of... Yeah, stuck in a small place as well. Characters. Although they tell us from the beginning, don't get attached to any of them. <laughs> and so throughout the whole thing, Philip was like... Don't get attached to that character. Don't get attached to that character. I know don't it's the master. Get yeah. Don't get too attached yeah. to him. Fake Piotr. No, don't get attached. <laughs> don't get attached to fake Piotr. Don't get attached to the one-armed man. <laughs> it was interesting. One of the things that I found a little strange is that there are no other vampires. I was thinking that just because this takes its time, and the longer it takes its time, the more I'm thinking. I was thinking that too. Except for... Piotr. I see what you're saying. The first one. Right. Who they stab in the chest. They make it, The doctor or the priest or whatever makes his mother stab him in the chest with a wooden stake. And then the master experience... That's not the character's name. This Sasha. Oh, yeah. The master finds the guy in a box or something. Then, uh, yeah. Genderless, but yes, I'll say it was a guy. But then, I mean, episode three explores that a little bit, where he's with Lucy, and he's like, oh, I think there's about eight of them. In the cemetery. Oh, yeah. And the the little boy. That was creepy. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Yeah. Just as not okay as the baby vampire. But again, they seem to, like, die or... They don't really explain it. Yeah. Like, how do you become undead? Is it just, you know, there's a one in 500 chance. And does the... (laughs) and, 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 And we've got, like, the first guy in episode one. Oh, um... Jonathan Harkin? Yes. Harker? yes. And then... Oh, because he... Yeah, he, well, he does... Yeah, what is... Because... They don't ever follow through, do they? Because I feel like the premise of episode one was... Or a premise. There were several. Was that Dracula is trying to uh, reproduce. And he doesn't know how. And he's basically stumbling through it. And that's why he made the little cages with for it's his bride. the story brides. of every teenager. Yeah. But he's trying to find a bride. I mean, gender neutral. He's trying to find a bride. And he... Jonathan Harker was accidentally one of his most successful brides because, you know, he even though he died, he lived again, which, you know, I guess is the whole point of being undead. But he, but I guess that he was still cognitive. Yeah. All, all the other ones had sort of gone crazy. and uh, But then we kind of just went from there. Yeah. And he does, like, have that bloodlust at some point. But then that's about it. And then same thing for the nun. Like, the nun never seems to have any sort of bloodlust. She's just losing her fingernails. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Van Helsing. Or Helsing. Yeah. You know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Though they sort of meld at one point. So. Yeah. Totally meld at one point. Yeah. And here's my other question. Yes. When we meet him in episode one. Right. He's old. Right. And he regains his youth by drinking blood. Right. Right. So then he's in the ocean for 130 years, presumably not drinking blood because he's in the ocean. Mm -hmm. 
And then he comes out all young and stuff. Yeah. He's preserved, yeah. Uh, uh, is it just the salt <laughs> I, that does this? I don't know. Because I feel like it's normally, like, I feel like we established in episode one it was the blood that did it. Right. That did the preservation. Salt in the blood? I don't know. Power in the blood. That's right. Maybe. Maybe. And so I don't understand that at all. I, I And the end of episode two sort of had the, well, and I have to phrase this correctly because there's three different versions. The first modern Planet of the Apes remake, because then there was all the, the more recent ones that are, anyway. I'm already lost. With um, Did you, did you ever see the Planet with um, Mark Wahlberg? No, why okay. would I watch a Mark Wahlberg film? Well, this was, this was some, at this point, decades ago, I guess. But anyway, that was a Planet of the Apes remake that was those, you know, the first remake of Planet of the Apes. And it, you know, it's basically your same Planet of the Apes tale, blah, 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 blah. Except at the end, he sort of goes up back up in the spaceship and returns to his time of Earth. But when he lands, I guess, what, spoiler alert for like a 20-year-old movie. He lands in Washington, D.C. And, he, you know, and it's his time. And he gets out and he's in front of the Lincoln Memorial, but he looks up. And instead of Lincoln, it's the face of, like, the evil ape. And then all the police cars come and get him, and they're all apes in police uniforms. And that's where the movie ends. Okay. And so, like, with this one, where it's like, you know, Dracula comes into the modern world. I mean, that's an interesting premise, because it's the whole Sherlock premise, right? Yep. Of taking this old idea and bringing it to modern times. But then they don't do anything with it, really. I mean... Mark Gaddis shows up. That's true, as Renfield, the part, you know, that's what happens when you write your own show. You get to play your own parts. Yep. Um I mean, which he plays them well, but of course it's, I'm sure, a fun... But did you ever do Dracula? Did you ever do Dracula? Me? Yeah. No. For some reason I thought. Anyway. Um, have you seen it? I have seen it a couple mm. of times, yeah. I've seen it once. I saw it once at the Edinburgh Fringe, mm-hmm. and it was beautifully set. It was upstairs in this like cave like it was perfect mm-hmm. and it was set up as a like the whole thing was in the mental institute oh yeah yeah that's what, um, yeah, that's how it's kind of and uh so it was re- the premise the the setup that they had was absolutely fantastic and it was dull as dishwater it was like at midnight and i slept through some of it uh which I hate doing that at plays. I don't do it very often. Did it once for a Tom Stoppard play on the West End, uh-huh. but I was admitted to the hospital the next two days later, so okay. I feel like that that had something to do with it because I had pneumonia and I was. Did very you sick. sue Tom Stoppard for killing, making you sick? I did not. I didn't even think about it. See? Damn it! I know. Damn it! India Inc. I've never seen it, no. which is unfortunate because I did. I slept through. I sadly have to admit, I slept through a little bit of Les Mis at West End. Philip Gilfus. Well, I, I made the mistake booking the show the day you get there. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah no, that was a bad idea. Yeah, it was a bad idea. That was dumb. Yeah. You're stupid. I, I am. But anyway, so, and also, <laughs> this goes back to the other podcast I'm in, City Alpha 3. Uh, one of my co-hosts, Daniel, hates it with a fiery passion when they cast the same actor as an ancestor. Oh, really? So when you have... You know, the woman playing Anne Helsing and also playing Helsing when it's like a hundred years removed from... And it's not a direct descendant either because she was a nun. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but like at the same time, it, I don't know. Would it, I mean, I'm glad the actress got something to do. Or more something to do. But wouldn't it have been more interesting had it been two different actors? I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. 
And so episode three with the mom, we won't go through the whole thing, but... You know what would have been even more interesting? Uh-huh. If it had been the nun, if it had been Van Helsing still, uh-huh. and she had figured out how to beat the... Like, she'd lived through all of this and, uh-huh. and was... Because theoretically, know, she was... Taking the yeah. volunteers for blood and uh-huh. things like that. That would have worked. Because they did, you know, fool me with the Jonathan Harker. I'm like, oh, did he live? And like, oh, it's just the foundation. Because I had the phone ringing Jonathan Harker. Which, yeah. And I, I get what you're trying to do. You fooled me. <laughs> but I also feel like maybe, maybe, maybe it should have been four episodes. Because I feel like three tried a lot. Yeah. And then it ended. Which, to be fair, it's been a while since I've read Dracula, is how Dracula felt to me. Because, like, this is this interesting book, nice journey, ups and downs, ups and downs. And it's like, and I don't remember it because it's been, like, literally decades at this point. Dragon's, like, gets killed off screen. And then it's like, well, that's that's it? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what? So I guess there was, you can't be too disappointed with how this ends because, you know, such as. But this. this, this but also, yeah. don't be scared of the sunlight or the crosses. It's all in your head. Yep, just die. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It lost me a little bit because I mean, the part where Renfield asked Dracula, "What do you want?" and I was like, "Oh, that is a good question. What do yeah. you want?" Yeah, and apparently there was no answer. Yeah, so well, we ended it. So yeah, I, I thought credits roll. Yeah, so a little. It's, I mean, I think there was ambition there. I think there was interesting things going on, but ultimately didn't really go well. So if honestly, I would say if you, I mean, I'm a completist. I'm not just going to watch one thing, but I would just say just watch episode two alone, and it's fine. <laughs> Okay. Because one, you don't get the weird monologuing nuns. Three, you don't get the weird nose go where weird ending. Yeah, nobody's finger. Oh well, no, I guess fingernails do fall off yeah. too, don't they? Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, all right. Well, darling, what are we talking about next week? Next week we are talking about fugitive of the Jadoon. Now you say it right with the emphasis on both use. <laughs> the fugitive of the Jadoon. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm not going to do that. On the moon with the Jadoon. Stop it. Stop it. Let's just let's just finish this now. <laughs> do the thanks. Oh, thanks for joining us, everyone. And then thanks, <laughs> as always, to Wally and the Sonnots for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune. Say goodnight, Gracie. And until next week in another new episode of Doctor Who, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time, time and, and space. space. This is BBC Television.